part four chapter one of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four chapter one can this be still a dream raskolnikov thought once more he looked carefully and suspiciously at the unexpected visitor sudrigailov what nonsense it can't be he said at last aloud in bewilderment his visitor did not seem at all surprised at this exclamation i've come to you for two reasons in the first place i wanted to make your personal acquaintance as i have already heard a great deal about you that is interesting and flattering secondly i cherish the hope that you may not refuse to assist me in a matter directly concerning the welfare of your sister avdotya romanovna for without your support she might not let me come near her now for she is prejudiced against me but with your assistance i reckon on you reckon wrongly interrupted raskolnikov they only arrived yesterday may i ask you raskolnikov made no reply it was yesterday i know i only arrived myself the day before well let me tell you this rodion romanovitch i don't consider it necessary to justify myself but kindly tell me what was there particularly criminal on my part in all this business speaking without prejudice with common sense raskolnikov continued to look at him in silence that in my own house i persecuted a defenceless girl and insulted her with my infamous proposals is that it i am anticipating you but you've only to assume that i too am a man at nihil humanum in a word that i am capable of being attracted and falling in love which does not depend on our will then everything can be explained in the most natural manner the question is am i a monster or am i myself a victim and what if i am a victim in proposing to the object of my passion to elope with me to america or switzerland i may have cherished the deepest respect for her and may have thought that i was promoting our mutual happiness reason is the slave of passion you know why probably i was doing more harm to myself than anyone but that's not the point raskolnikov interrupted with disgust it's simply that whether you are right or wrong we dislike you we don't want to have anything to do with you we show you the door go out svidrigailov broke into a sudden laugh but you're oh but there's no getting round you he said laughing in the frankest way i hope to get round you but you took up the right line at once but you're trying to get round me still what of it what of it cried svidrigailov laughing openly but this is what the french call bonguerre and the most innocent form of deception but still you have interrupted me one way or another i repeat again there would never have been any unpleasantness except for what happened in the garden marfa petrovna you've got rid of marfa petrovna too they say raskolnikov interrupted rudely oh you've heard that too then you'd be sure to though but as for your question i really don't know what to say though my own conscience is quite at rest on that score don't suppose that i am in any apprehension about it all was regular and in order the medical inquiry diagnosed apoplexy due to bathing immediately after a heavy dinner and a bottle of wine and indeed it could have proved nothing else but i'll tell you what i've been thinking to myself of late on my way here in the train especially didn't i contribute to all that calamity morally in a way by irritation or something of the sort but i came to the conclusion that that too was quite out of the question raskolnikov laughed i wonder you trouble yourself about it but what are you laughing at 
only consider i struck her just twice with a switch there were no marks even don't regard me as a cynic please i am perfectly aware how atrocious it was of me and all that but i know for certain too that marfa petrovna was very likely pleased at my so to say warmth the story of your sister had been wrung out to the last drop for the last three days marfa petrovna had been forced to sit at home she had nothing to show herself with in the town besides she had bored them so with that letter you heard about her reading the letter and all of a sudden those two switches fell from heaven her first act was to order the carriage to be got out not to speak of the fact that there are cases when women are very very glad to be insulted in spite of all their show of indignation there are instances of it with everyone human beings in general indeed greatly love to be insulted have you noticed that but it's particularly so with women one might even say it's their only amusement at one time raskolnikov thought of getting up and walking out and so finishing the interview but some curiosity and even a sort of prudence made him linger for a moment you are fond of fighting he asked carelessly no not very svidrigailov answered calmly and marfa petrovna and i scarcely ever fought we lived very harmoniously and she was always pleased with me i only used the whip twice in all our seven years not counting a third occasion of a very ambiguous nature the first time two months after our marriage immediately after we arrived in the country and the last time was that of which we are speaking did you suppose i was such a monster such a reactionary such a slave-driver <laughs> by the way do you remember rodion romanovitch how a few years ago in those days of beneficent publicity a nobleman i've forgotten his name was put to shame everywhere in all the papers for having thrashed a german woman in the railway train you remember it was in those days that very year i believe the disgraceful action of the age took place you know the egyptian nights that public reading you remember the dark eyes you know ah oh, the golden days of our youth where are they well as for the gentleman who thrashed the german i feel no sympathy with him because after all what need is there for sympathy but i must say that there are sometimes such provoking germans that i don't believe there is a progressive who could quite answer for himself no one looked at the subject from that point of view then but that's the truly humane point of view i assure you after saying this svidrigailov broke into a sudden laugh again raskolnikov saw clearly that this was a man with a firm purpose in his mind and able to keep it to himself i expect you've not talked to anyone for some days he asked scarcely anyone i suppose you are wondering at my being such an adaptable man no i am only wondering at your being too adaptable a man because i am not offended at the rudeness of your questions is that it but why take offence as you asked so i answered he replied with a surprising expression of simplicity you know there's hardly anything i take interest in he went on as it were dreamily especially now i've nothing to do you are quite at liberty to imagine though that i am making up to you with a motive particularly as i told you i want to see your sister about something but i'll confess frankly i am very much bored the last three days especially so i am delighted to see you don't be angry rodion romanovitch but you seem to be somehow awfully strange yourself say what you like there's something wrong with you and now too not this very minute i mean but now generally well well i won't i won't don't scowl i am not such a bear you know as you think raskolnikov looked gloomily at him you are not a bear perhaps at all he said 
i fancy indeed that you are a man of very good breeding or at least know how on occasion to behave like one i am not particularly interested in any one's opinion svidrigailov answered dryly and even with a shade of haughtiness and therefore why not be vulgar at times when vulgarity is such a convenient cloak for our climate and especially if one has a natural propensity that way he added laughing again but i've heard you have many friends here you are as they say not without connections what can you want with me then unless you've some special object well that's true that i have friends here svidrigailov admitted not replying to the chief point i've met some already i've been lounging about for the last three days and i've seen them or they've seen me that's a matter of course i am well dressed and reckon not a poor man the emancipation of the serfs hasn't affected me my property consists chiefly of forests and water meadows the revenue has not fallen off but i'm not going to see them i was sick of them long ago i've been here three days and have called on no one what a town it is how has it come into existence among us tell me that a town of officials and students of all sorts yes there's a great deal i didn't notice when i was here eight years ago kicking up my heels my only hope now is in anatomy by jove it is anatomy but as for these clubs do so's parades or progress indeed maybe well all that can go on without me he went on again without noticing the question besides who wants to be a card sharper why have you been a card sharper then how could i help being there was a regular set of us men of the best society eight years ago we had a fine time and all men of breeding you know poets men of property and indeed as a rule in our russian society the best manners are found among those who've been thrashed have you noticed that i've deteriorated in the country but i did get into prison for debt through a low greek who came from nezhin then marfa petrovna turned up she bargained with him and bought me off for thirty thousand silver pieces i owed seventy thousand we were united in lawful wedlock and she bore me off into the country like a treasure you know she was five years older than i she was very fond of me for seven years i never left the country and take note that all my life she held a document over me the i o u for thirty thousand roubles so if i were to elect to be restive about anything i should be trapped at once and she would have done it women find nothing incompatible in that if it hadn't been for that would you have given her the slip i don't know what to say it was scarcely the document restrained me i didn't want to go anywhere else marfa petrovna herself invited me to go abroad seeing i was bored but i'd been abroad before and always felt sick there for no reason but the sunrise the bay of naples the sea you look at them and it makes you sad what's most revolting is that one is really sad no it's better at home here at least one blames others for everything and excuses oneself i should have gone perhaps on an expedition to the north pole because j'ai le vin mauvais and hate drinking there's nothing left but wine i've tried it but i say i've been told berg is going up in a great balloon next sunday from the yusupov garden and will take up passengers at a fee is it true why would you go up i no oh no muttered svidrigailov really seeming to be deep in thought what does he mean is he in earnest raskolnikov wondered no the document didn't restrain me svidrigailov went on meditatively it was my own doing not leaving the country 
and nearly a year ago marfa petrovna gave me back the document on my name-day and made me a present of a considerable sum of money too she had a fortune you know you see how i trust you arkady ivanovitch that was actually her expression you don't believe she used it but do you know i manage the estate quite decently they know me in the neighbourhood i ordered books too marfa petrovna at first approved but afterwards she was afraid of my overstudying you seem to be missing marfa petrovna very much missing her perhaps really perhaps i am and by the way do you believe in ghosts what ghosts why ordinary ghosts do you believe in them perhaps not pour vous plaire i wouldn't say no exactly do you see them then svidrigailov looked at him rather oddly marfa petrovna is pleased to visit me he said twisting his mouth into a strange smile how do you mean she is pleased to visit you she has been three times i saw her first on the very day of the funeral an hour after she was buried it was the day before i left to come here the second time was the day before yesterday at daybreak on the journey at the station of malaya vishera and the third time was two hours ago in the room where i am staying i was alone were you awake oh, quite awake i was wide awake every time she comes speaks to me for a minute and goes out at the door always at the door i can almost hear her what made me think that something of the sort must be happening to you raskolnikov said suddenly at the same moment he was surprised at having said it he was much excited what did you think so svidrigailov asked in astonishment did you really didn't i say that there was something in common between us eh you never said so raskolnikov cried sharply and with heat didn't i no i thought i did when i came in and saw you lying with your eyes shut pretending i said to myself at once here's the man what do you mean by the man what are you talking about cried raskolnikov what do i mean i really don't know svidrigailov muttered ingenuously as though he too were puzzled for a minute they were silent they stared in each other's faces that's all nonsense raskolnikov shouted with vexation what does she say when she comes to you she would you believe it she talks of the silliest trifles and man is a strange creature it makes me angry the first time she came in i was tired you know the funeral service the funeral ceremony the lunch afterwards at last i was left alone in my study i lighted a cigar and began to think she came in at the door you've been so busy to-day arkady ivanovitch you have forgotten to wind the dining-room clock she said all those seven years i've wound that clock every week and if i forgot it she would always remind me the next day i set off on my way here i got out at the station at daybreak i'd been asleep tired out with my eyes half open i was drinking some coffee i looked up and there was suddenly marfa petrovna sitting beside me with a pack of cards in her hands shall i tell your fortune for the journey arkady ivanovitch she was a great hand at telling fortunes i shall never forgive myself for not asking her to i ran away in a fright and besides the bell rang i was sitting to-day feeling very heavy after a miserable dinner from a cook-shop i was sitting smoking all of a sudden marfa petrovna again she came in very smart in a new green silk dress with a long train good day arkady ivanovitch how do you like my dress aniska can't make like this aniska was a dressmaker in the country one of our former serf girls who had been trained in moscow a pretty wench she stood turning round before me i looked at the dress and then i looked carefully very carefully at her face 
i wonder you trouble to come to me about such trifled marfa petrovna good gracious you won't let one disturb you about anything to tease her i said i want to get married marfa petrovna oh that's just like you arkady ivanovitch it does you very little credit to come looking for a bride when you've hardly buried your wife and if you could make a good choice at least but i know it won't be for your happiness or hers you will only be a laughing-stock to all good people then she went out and her train seemed to rustle isn't it nonsense eh but perhaps you are telling lies raskolnikov put in i rarely lie answered svidrigailov thoughtfully apparently not noticing the rudeness of the question and in the past have you ever seen ghosts before yes i have seen them but only once in my life six years ago i had a serf filka just after his burial i called out forgetting filka my pipe he came in and went to the cupboard where my pipes were i sat still and thought he is doing it out of revenge because we had a violent quarrel just before his death how dare you come in with a hole in your elbow i said go away you scamp he turned and went out and never came again i didn't tell marfa petrovna at the time i wanted to have a service sung for him but i was ashamed you should go to a doctor i know i am not well without your telling me though i don't know what's wrong i believe i am five times as strong as you are i didn't ask you whether you believe that ghosts are seen but whether you believe that they exist no i won't believe it raskolnikov cried with positive anger what do people generally say muttered svidrigailov as though speaking to himself looking aside and bowing his head they say you are ill so what appears to you is only unreal fantasy but that's not strictly logical i agree that ghosts only appear to the sick but that only proves that they are unable to appear except to the sick not that they don't exist nothing of the sort raskolnikov insisted irritably no you don't think so svidrigailov went on looking at him deliberately but what do you say to this argument help me with it ghosts are as it were shreds and fragments of other worlds the beginning of them a man in health has of course no reason to see them because he is above all a man of this earth and is bound for the sake of completeness and order to live only in this life but as soon as one is ill as soon as the normal earthly order of the organism is broken one begins to realize the possibility of another world and the more seriously ill one is the closer becomes one's contact with that other world so that as soon as the man dies he steps straight into that world i thought of that long ago if you believe in a future life you could believe in that too i don't believe in a future life said raskolnikov svidrigailov sat lost in thought and what if there are only spiders there or something of that sort he said suddenly he is a madman thought raskolnikov we always imagine eternity as something beyond our conception something vast vast but why must it be vast instead of all that what if it's one little room like a bathhouse in the country black and grimy and spiders in every corner and that's all eternity is i sometimes fancy it like that can it be you can imagine nothing juster and more comforting than that raskolnikov cried with a feeling of anguish juster and how can we tell perhaps that is just and do you know it's what i would certainly have made it answered svidrigailov with a vague smile this horrible answer sent a cold chill through raskolnikov svidrigailov raised his head looked at him and suddenly began laughing only think he cried half an hour ago we had never seen each other 
we regarded each other as enemies there is a matter unsettled between us we've thrown it aside and now we've gone into the abstract wasn't i right in saying that we were birds of a feather kindly allow me raskolnikov went on irritably to ask you to explain why you have honoured me with your visit and and i am in a hurry i have no time to waste i want to go out by all means by all means your sister avdotya romanovna is going to be married to mr luzhin pyotr petrovitch can you refrain from any question about my sister and from mentioning her name i can't understand how you dare utter her name in my presence if you really are svidrigailov why but i've come here to speak about her how can i avoid mentioning her very good speak but make haste i am sure that you must have formed your own opinion of this mr luzhin who is a connection of mine through my wife if you have only seen him for half an hour or heard any facts about him he is no match for avdotya romanovna i believe avdotya romanovna is sacrificing herself generously and imprudently for the sake of for the sake of her family i fancied from all i had heard of you that you would be very glad if the match could be broken off without the sacrifice of worldly advantages now i know you personally i am convinced of it all this is very naive excuse me i should have said impudent on your part said raskolnikov you mean to say that i am seeking my own ends don't be uneasy rodion romanovitch if i were working for my own advantage i would not have spoken out so directly i am not quite a fool i will confess something psychologically curious about that just now defending my love for avdotya romanovna i said i was myself the victim well let me tell you that i've no feeling of love now not the slightest so that i wonder myself indeed for i really did feel something through idleness and depravity raskolnikov put in i certainly am idle and depraved but your sister has such qualities that even i could not help being impressed by them but that's all nonsense as i see myself now have you seen that long i began to be aware of it before but was only perfectly sure of it the day before yesterday almost at the moment i arrived in petersburg i still fancied in moscow though that i was coming to try to get avdotya romanovna's hand and to cut out mr luzhin excuse me for interrupting you kindly be brief and come to the object of your visit i am in a hurry i want to go out with the greatest pleasure on arriving here and determining on a certain journey i should like to make some necessary preliminary arrangements i left my children with an aunt they are well provided for and they have no need of me personally and a nice father i should make too i have taken nothing but what marfa petrovna gave me a year ago that's enough for me excuse me i am just coming to the point before the journey which may come off i want to settle mr luzhin too it's not that i detest him so much but it was through him i quarrelled with marfa petrovna when i learned that she had dished up this marriage i want now to see avdotya romanovna through your mediation and if you like in your presence to explain to her that in the first place she will never gain anything but harm from mr luzhin then begging her pardon for all past unpleasantness to make her a present of ten thousand roubles and so assist the rupture with mr luzhin a rupture to which i believe she is herself not disinclined if she could see a way to it you are certainly mad cried raskolnikov not so much angered as astonished how dare you talk like that i knew you would scream at me but in the first place though i am not rich this ten thousand roubles is perfectly free i have absolutely no need for it 
if avdotya romanovna does not accept it i shall waste it in some more foolish way that's the first thing secondly my conscience is perfectly easy i make the offer with no ulterior motive you may not believe it but in the end avdotya romanovna and you will know the point is that i did actually cause your sister whom i greatly respect some trouble and unpleasantness and so sincerely regretting it i want not to compensate not to repay her for the unpleasantness but simply to do something to her advantage to show that i am not after all privileged to do nothing but harm if there were a millionth fraction of self-interest in my offer i should not have made it so openly and i should not have offered her ten thousand only when five weeks ago i offered her more besides i may perhaps very soon marry a young lady and that alone ought to prevent suspicion of any design on avdotya romanovna in conclusion let me say that in marrying mr luzhin she's taking money just the same only from another man don't be angry rodion romanovitch think it over coolly and quietly svidrigailov himself was exceedingly cool and quiet as he was saying this i beg you to say no more said raskolnikov in any case this is unpardonable impertinence not in the least then a man may do nothing but harm to his neighbour in this world and is prevented from doing the tiniest bit of good by trivial conventional formalities that's absurd if i died for instance and left that sum to your sister in my will surely she wouldn't refuse it very likely she would oh no indeed however if you refuse it so be it though ten thousand roubles is a capital thing to have on occasion in any case i beg you to repeat what i have said to avdotya romanovna no i won't in that case rodion romanovitch i shall be obliged to try and see her myself and worry her by doing so and if i do tell her will you not try to see her i don't know really what to say i should like very much to see her once more don't hope for it i'm sorry but you don't know me perhaps we may become better friends you think we may become friends and why not svidrigailov said smiling he stood up and took his hat i didn't quite intend to disturb you and i came here without reckoning on it though i was very much struck by your face this morning where did you see me this morning raskolnikov asked uneasily i saw you by chance i kept fancying there is something about you like me but don't be uneasy i am not intrusive i used to get on all right with card sharpers and i never bored prince sverby a great personage who was a distant relation of mine and i could write about raphael's madonna in madame prilukov's album and i never left marfa petrovna's side for seven years and i used to stay the night at viazemsky's house in the haymarket in the old days and i may go up in a balloon with berg perhaps oh all right are you starting soon on your travels may i ask what travels why on that journey you spoke of it yourself a journey oh yes i did speak of a journey well that's a wide subject if only you knew what you were asking he added and gave a sudden loud short laugh perhaps i'll get married instead of the journey they're making a match for me here yes how have you have had time for that but i am very anxious to see avdotya romanovna once i earnestly beg it well good-bye for the present oh yes i have forgotten something tell your sister rodion romanovitch that marfa petrovna remembered her in her will and left her three thousand roubles that's absolutely certain marfa petrovna arranged it a week before her death and it was done in my presence avdotya romanovna will be able to receive the money in two or three weeks are you telling the truth yes tell her well your servant 
i am staying very near you as he went out svidrigailov ran up against razumihin in the doorway end of part four chapter one recording by expatriate in bangor maine